Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now. And we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Yes, we had quite a lot of chat. We talked about last night's game, a few bits and pieces, things in the news. Yeah. And Matt Ford, the political comedian. Yeah, he was good. He was on good. He did, gave us a few of his impressions. We did a bit of Forrest. Yeah. Um, he saw someone he knew but didn't recognise them and felt guilty about it, as you'll discover. So there it all is, and here it all is. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs with you until four here on TalkSport Weather this afternoon. We're really excited to be able to tell you that uh, to kick off this afternoon's show, we're going to cross live to Tyson Fury's hotel room in LA. We've also, if you're on the website as well, we've got pictures. Uh, we'll link up with him there. Oh, hang on. Cut the pictures. Ty- Tyson's in the Tyson's in the middle of something That's at the moment. We'll go boring. back to Tyson uh, later on. It's... Uh, yeah, um, I, was I think, just reading I think that, that was number four. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know if you've seen what he says he's going to win in two. And I suppose as a, as a boxer, you know, yeah. uh, you know, you'll take uh, beating your opponent on points. But ideally, you want to knock one out, don't you? Really, <laughs> uh, you want to knock that opponent out. So that's the key, I think. Very true. Yeah. Coming up between now and four, moving mm. on rapidly. Yeah. A keeper describes his first ever goal. The analyst, Matt Scott, talks us through some surprising yeah. stats. And we're joined in the studio by WWE stars Seamus and Nikki Cross. That's right. They're not Seamus Cross and Nikki Cross. Seamus and Nikki Cross. Well, couple number 15, Seamus <laughs> and Nikki No, it's, you get the idea. We'll yeah. take your calls, emails, texts and tweets. Also popping in to see us today, our comedian and Forest fan, Matt Ford, making a welcome return. And we are joined by uh, United and Spurs supporting Jamie and Surin from the fine band who have reformed uh, Bombay Bicycle Club. Nicky Cross and Seamus would probably... That might. That sounds like a vent act. Cook in the gox. There's all this. Plus, Tim Vickery takes your questions from Rio. And Gareth Batty joins us from South Africa to preview the third test. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It is uh, seven minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Prince William uh, has told the FA's David Gill, who I think was knighted, uh, got a knighthood yesterday at the Palace, that he's very worried about uh, Villa going down. That's his main concern. But, of course, Prince Harry, he's more concerned about Vancouver 
Vancouver Whitecaps making the MLS playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that will be his main concern that these is his days. Big concern, yeah, yeah. I think. Apparently, mm. and England batsman Ollie Pope has uh, <clears throat> received an Oscar mm. nomination for the new film he made with the Burnley keeper, the Two Popes. Is that? <laughs> I never knew it was them, Andy. It is. That's apparently. very acting, interesting. Yeah, acting's marvellous. Uh, so to last night's game and Spurs nearly. Uh, messed yeah, that well, one look, up. it wouldn't be a, a mad last ten minutes if it wasn't Tottenham, was it? You're playing with a cigar on for about eighty minutes, and then you let them mm. back in, and then you have that slightly worrying 10 minutes but I'm just conditioned to that these days I, I almost knew it was going to happen if Kane had been playing we were about 6-0 I thought yeah. Spurs played some lovely stuff they did play some nice Tanganga, stuff Tanganga what a terrific game he had and he's been fantastic yeah isn't that that thing though that, that we're all the same fans we all love one of our own and Spurs mm. have had a lot of their own but the, the, it's great when a kid comes through you could feel yeah. them willing him to do well and he did do well he played especially really in that well. position I mean I think he looks mm. he looks a, a much better uh, option I think than, than Aurier uh, yeah, oh, at yeah. the moment much oh, more consistent so. better position it was interesting in Martin Kieran just picked him up a few mm. times where he's he's been a bit keen we saw that at the weekend when he sort of jumped in on Firmino but he, look, he's he, a yeah, kid he did it last night when, the, yeah. when, when Barra had that chance which if they'd scored yeah. would have been 1-1 but that's been just game smarts he's hardly played has yeah. he So, no, but he, he looks a real prospect so he's very exciting to have him playing quick as well Martin Kieran Barra did well last <laughs> night but he, he said they've obviously got to keep their ship going on the road I think what sort of ship's that <laughs> <laughs> it's on the back of a. It's a wide load on the back of a lorry, I would imagine. And uh, it was interesting to see Ben Little, son of Craig Little, playing last night. So it's mm. little by little. Yeah. Thank you very much. And oh, was oh, that your phone? <laughs> What's, is that Siri? Your equivalent to Siri? What's she saying? <laughs> she said that was a terrible gag. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting critiqued by your she own does. phone now. It's great, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. And, uh, what else did I pick up from last night's game? Oh yes, David Coote was in charge of VAR. Mm. And I was thinking. What sort of hairstyle has he got? <laughs> and in fact, actually, he has got hair. So he, he has got. So he's not bald as a coot. No, that's right. Okay. I, actually, I had that lined up. I had somebody saying bald as a coot on here. I forgot to do it. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> well done. I'll play it later. Oh, good. Can't wait. <laughs> that's, that's always good, isn't it? Mm. And uh, yeah, I was quite surprised to hear Sam Allardyce say this morning he's not mm. a massive fan of playing out from the back. No, who knew? I only oh, fell off my chair. <laughs> no, I heard that all that. Well, having much. said that, um, there Why were some Rochdale playing yeah, out from I mean, the back. That, that's high risk, isn't it? Really, it's when pathetic. you're when you've got a sea of international players oh, waiting honestly. to. Close These coaches down. must be looking. Must look at Barcelona and Guardiola and all that yeah. thing and think, "Oh yeah, that's the way we're going to play." They've got great players. They've got PK and Busquets and people who can and Iniesta and people who could play it out from yeah. the back. I mean, to be honest, your, John Stone your, struggles at times. So if you're playing for Rochdale, you are probably likely to struggle as well. It's that thing I've been banging on about. It's mix it up, mix it. Up. Yeah, of course. No. I didn't quite agree with Sam that you know you never play out because it it really is effective if you mm. play it out from the back and it works. You're in on goal. Yeah, you know, I mean, Sam did say you'll never win anything it. playing like that. And I thought, well, I don't know, Pep, he may have slightly yeah. different. Depends on the players you've got. But look, I did take his point. I think the point he was generally making was you do have to mix mm. up. You've got to play the situation. You've got to look at the way the team, the opposition are playing against you and, and your personnel, haven't you? Of course, and the, and the situation in the match. But it was very interesting, the uh, Sun Dream Team ratings on that match. Mm. Uh, Newcastle got their ratings. They didn't bother to rate Rochdale. That's a bit much, isn't I it? Know. I don't know if that was sort of disgust at the fact they tried to play it out from the back. We've been but... finding out more about Kike Setien today, the new Barcelona manager. Mm. And um, he, he loves Barcelona. And he once claimed that he would give his little finger to have played in Johan Cruyff's team. And I thought, 
Yeah, it's, you know, it's not your it's arm, is it? Japanese it's not your right Yakuza thing. <laughs> it's not your right arm, is it? I mean, if you really want it to play yeah. in the Cruyff, I mean, that's the phrase, isn't it? Yeah, you don't I'll give say, you, right I'll, arm. I'll, you give yeah. your little finger. It's like I'd like to play in Cruyff's team, but it's only worth a little finger. <laughs> um, we also discovered it's an interesting CV he's got because he's yeah. now the Barcelona coach, and at one point he was the assistant coach of the Russian national beach football team. <laughs> was he? He did that for a year. That's ridiculous. I mean, and he wasn't even the he was the assistant coach. He he wasn't deemed worthy enough to be Russia's beach football coach, and here he is at Barcelona. That's a strange thing, really. Yeah, so um, there we are. One little finger and Russia's... Russia. What's up, Andy? Are you on I your phone? Just thing. Oh, here it is. OK. As bald as a coot. Oh, OK. There she is. <laughs> that was the woman on the phone. That was the woman who was going to do it. OK, well, she's very good. <laughs> she's very lovely good. voice. A bit, bit monotone. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Ericsson's an interesting one as well. I, I was thinking about this last night. Yeah. It's not a lack of effort. I mean, he put a lot of effort into that. He's just off. In almost it's, everything, even like a little pass that normally yeah. would be slightly behind. Everything he, he did just... He went like into it. a couple of 50, well, 70, 30 is mm. really his way, but he went into a couple of tackles yesterday and, and you've seen him shy away. I mean, at this point where he could be gone in the next 48 hours, I was quite impressed to see him going for a couple he, of tackles. I thought he put quite a lot into yeah. the game. I, you know? I think he was, yeah. maybe he was slightly chastened by what happened at the end of the game. But it's really sad that a player that was cheap at 11 million quid mm. and has been so brilliant for us is getting but some clog from the crowd. Earlier. Yeah. This is the thing, yeah. Look, you know. You know, he's he's responsible for his own performances and they, they haven't been great. And he has played like a very risk-averse. He doesn't want to get injured because he doesn't want to jeopardise the move. But maybe the club shouldn't have put him in this situation. They should have uh, no. they should have dealt with it earlier. He couldn't have been plainer about the fact that he wanted to go. I mean, nearly scored. That was a great save yeah. by Mekas, wasn't it? it? Was. He made up for the earlier one with that sort of last... That reactions were brilliant. Yeah. So, um, and uh, Joel Linton scored last night. That was nice yeah. with Steve Bruce, wasn't it? The big old celebration. <laughs> Mira on four and four. He yeah. really does look a good player now. It's funny, isn't it? It's well, he was so always strange. he was contributing. He just couldn't yeah, score. But, you could know, he? he just looked so hapless. You yeah. know, just like he was never going to score, but now he can't stop scoring. Hope that ends this weekend. And then we got Birmingham playing away in their own ground. It's bizarre, isn't it? We might catch mm. up with Dance and talk about that later. It's all a bit weird mm. uh, against Cov because they are they are tenants at the moment, yeah, aren't they? They're the home team. Very odd. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport and uh, made a welcome return to the studio is comedian and Forest fan Matt Fall. Good Hello. afternoon, Matt. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Uh, Jamie from Bombay Bicycle Club was just out, was just you in the what? studio. You know what? Oh, I recognised him, the ginger bloke. He was in your house band. Mm, yes. He was. Oh, Matt, you know what? I thought I recognised him. Yeah, yeah. Well, go on, go to him. Go on, he's oh, still Oh, damn it, he's not. I saw, oh, no, he's going to yeah. feel so rude. Yeah, he just, just corpsed at him. As he left, he damn said, oh, he said I, I know Matt. He said... Uh, He's a real close person. We didn't say that. He said, I really like him. He's, He's a so really friendly. great bloke. He oh, always lets no. on to me. He didn't say that. He said that he played yeah, he in your kind of house band. Oh, I'll yeah. have to DM him. Yeah, you are. You feel bad now. It's going to be one of those, mate, I didn't recognise your ones, isn't it, really? I did recognise him, though, but it was one of those things where you recognise someone, but you're not, you can't put your finger on where you recognise yeah, them from. Yeah, I'm with it's you. out of yeah. context. But well, yeah, well, it's yes. true. He's just he's on a national sports radio station. You're probably not expecting to see him. Exactly. It's close to McCall's. Yes, your uh, nephew, right. nephew. Uh, you and McCall's. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's here from a great music dynasty. Oh, I'm, I'm suddenly not. <laughs> I didn't know that you had a house band. But my mum used to watch Dynasty. 
That were no. Oh, okay. That's a Now, last time you were right. in, we, we found ourselves in a slightly difficult position. There, we have a sort of broadcasting mm. purder around elections, so we had to tread carefully. But uh, we can pr- tread slightly less carefully now. I um, swear about it. Now. Your your <laughs> your show uh, mm. is uh, Brexit pursued by a bear. Isn't yes. It? Yes, and it's. Um, and it's, it's kind of politically so it's a joy isn't it really because this is kind of is it writing itself on the road once so again so much material everywhere mm. which is the the only positive for me from the situation we're in because I think whether you're left wing or right wing or Labour Tory leave remain or whatever I think everyone can agree that it is a total shambles yeah. on all sides so the one benefit I get is at least I get to write jokes about it but for me, having Boris Johnson as Prime Minister, although it may not be the political outcome I necessarily desire, and neither was Jeremy Corbyn, um, being able to impersonate him obviously is a great, great gift. And yeah, I just want to, I want to pay tribute to to uh, to this great, great, great station and the great people who listen. By the way, I don't even know. It's this sort of double fisting yeah, thing, that he, yeah, which does. I, I don't yeah. want to be misconstrued. Yeah, as, as a gesture, of course. Clear what as, I mean. a, as a gesture, the body. This is all yeah. we're going to get Brexit done. And I think it's all part of yeah. the same thing with Trump. I noticed, he does, I'm watching a thing of Trump yesterday, and he does that thing where he points at people in the audience to make them feel special, even that's like, like a, no but idea. But that's like a sort of Vegas turn, isn't it? Oh. He goes, hey, love is in the air. And then you, <laughs> every t- and then you point to someone. You know? It's that. Yeah, it it's, a weird, it's that. a weird thing, it's isn't it? Weird. Hey, I know you. I don't know clue you are. It's so clever. Bill Clinton was the first person I noticed doing yeah. that. And you see him at these huge rallies... And then they pick someone out, and as a viewer, you go, oh, my God, what an amazing guy. Yeah. He's here in an arena full of tens of thousands of people, and he's just spotted a mate. Do you know what? I think we may have... This may be a rich scene this afternoon. Have you ever had that moment, folks, as a talk sport listener, <laughs> when you thought they were talking or pointing to you, and it would help if they were somebody famous? I'll give you a brief one. I went to Spurs versus Wickham. I was in the very last row of one of the lower stands at the old White Hart Lane, and uh, Son scored and ran straight to Towards us, me and my three friends stood in front of us and went, and we thought, yes, yeah, <laughs> why has he picked us out of 30,000 people? He's and a listener then, of the show. Well, we looked behind, and there was Son's mum and dad in the box, <laughs> it, standing in the glass behind oh, us. Man. But we're, we're oh, top man, Sonny, he must recognise us. But yeah, so uh, that can happen in life, can't can. it? So if you ever thought they were talking to you and they weren't, let us know. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Uh, we'll be passing a bucket round later on to raise mm. the 500 grand <laughs> to make bombs. sure that Big Ben oh, bombs. Man. Yeah. Who cares? That, well, apparently quite a lot of people do care. Do yeah. they? I mean, you know, it's done now. We know what's going to happen. That's fine. That's their people voted, and that's got to be respected, and fair yeah. enough. But I just don't get this. What a waste of money, you know, especially in, in the way that, you know, the government are talking about helping people and, you know, diverting funds into areas that need it. Don't waste money on this. No one cares. Apparently they're going to crowdfund it, aren't they? They're going to do a... They've oh. 200 I mean, quid. Charity it's 12 chimes for half a million quid, and it does make... What a great gig it is being a bell ringer at Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, can we have one chime? <laughs> yeah, for, no, for they, twelve. Well, I can, I'll do. I'll do eleven. I can't, I can't do twelve. It's going to cost you another forty grand. Yeah, that's Politicians like four are grand, fascinating. Forty though. grand a chime. Forty grand a chime. He charges. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it couldn't have been worse for Labour. It was a disaster. Wasn't it, the election, and then they asked Rebecca Long Bailey, "What? How did she rate Corbyn's?" Well, she said ten out of ten. How could she actually say that and be taken seriously? You look at these people and they. You serious? Ten out of ten. And also, don't accept. This is part of the problem with the generation of politicians we have. You just aren't very good at it. 
if you're asked to mark something out of 10, don't accept that as a question. Yeah. It can never go well, because if you go naught out of 10, all of Corbyn's fans go, oh, she's a traitor. If you go 10 out of 10, everyone else says, yeah. he's just lost. You can't be 10 out of 10. So you just say, no, no, I'm not going to mark him out of 10. No, that's that's true. not how politics works. And then you move the question on. But to not even be able to do that is horrifying. But material... Exactly. You did Channel 4's alternative election night, and I don't suppose people knew exactly how the election was going, but you must have realised pretty early on that it wasn't going the way the programme wanted it to go. I mean, was that a bit grim? <laughs> well, I'm not sure it was the way the programme wanted it to go. I mean, the, the, well, it, I think it's fair enough. Come on. Yeah, I think maybe some of the audience would have liked a different result, but I, I, throughout that whole campaign, I was not in any doubt that it was going to be anything other than a, than a Tory victory, and I actually thought it was probably going to be bigger than it was on the night. So there was a moment when the exit poll comes in, and I think some people were surprised. But I think part of the problem is is the way that politics is happening now is people are on social media all day and they go, oh, my God, people are queuing around the block at polling stations, ignoring the fact that for the past four years, the public have been telling the Labour Party, Jeremy Corbyn is unacceptable to us as a candidate. And quite frankly, and I know people, some people listening may be fans of his, clearly the most incompetent leader of a mainstream party, possibly in British history, and yet they were shocked when this man was rejected at the polls. I, I mean, I, the only thing that surprised me was that Boris Johnson didn't get a, a triple-figure majority, really, but, yeah. Have you, okay, do, do, do you, <laughs> I um, didn't say that on the night. Do you impersonate <laughs> any of the uh, any of the Labour leadership candidates? Is, okay, <laughs> Keir Starmer, there's not much to hang your hat on, is there, really? No, and he often looks quite... Star, that's that was as well like Sean Walsh. What's up, people? What's this the matter with the Labour Party? But yeah. he, um, he, that's more Josh Widdicombe, actually. Yeah, he's got more Josh all Whittacombe, over the place, yeah. yeah. But he does have quite a way of talking, a bit like that. I've never tried a Keir Starmer. No. Could do Richard Burgeon, who, by the way, is standing for the deputy leadership. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Richard Burgeon, but he's no. the one who, oh, yeah, there's so many funny clips of him where he was. <laughs> Been interviewed by Kay Burley on College Green when the election was called. He says, You know, you're 20 points far higher than the polls. You can't win. He goes, Well, Kay, the polls said uh, we weren't going to win in 2017. And she went, You didn't. <laughs> he constantly gets himself in these situations where he allows he allows himself to look ludicrous. Yeah. And God bless him for that. Mm. But he does sound like that. That's the way he sounds, Richard Burley and the deputy. <laughs> sounds a bit camp. Yes, me. <laughs> and uh, we should talk a bit of Forest while we got you. How, how are you feeling about life as a Forest fan at the moment? Brilliant run over Christmas. Yeah, uh, nine points out of uh, out of a possible nine. Um, uh, the game at the weekend, Reading away. My God, <laughs> when you when you score in the ninety sixth minute, you don't expect to draw. No, it's true. you don't. But I, I went to Norwich away, not this Boxing Day, the Boxing Day before, and we were three one up in the ninety second minute. Three one. Three one up in the ninety second, and ended up drawing three all. And I think that was the game that sort of sealed Ita Karanka's fate. But uh, we've still got a game in hand. We're right in the middle of the playoffs. And I think, yeah. you know, sign a striker in this transfer window. Yes. It's just been so long. We have the mm. same conversation every time I'm here. But even if we go up this year, it'll be 21 years out of the Premier League. Wow. Good Lord. That's the sort of thing, when I say that to taxi driver, uh, you know, once we're in a conversation yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. It's <laughs> not my opening pick. <laughs> yeah. Where do you want to go, mate? 21 years, you <laughs> the know. The Premier Forrest. League has been 21 years. <laughs> 21 years. I'll tell you what, I remember a few months ago, actually, I got a, I got a black taxi drivers are the ones who always recognise me from Talk Sport, yeah. even now, even years after having left. 
And um, he goes, all right, mate, you're a forest geezer, aren't you? And often they'll have a bit of a go at me for being a Blair, right? And then he goes, uh, he goes here you go. He goes, uh, name me the however many strikers who played for Forest and played for England. Now, we're working our way through North London. Yeah. I said, Tony Woodcock, Trevor Francis, Teddy Sheringham. Uh, we name a few more. And um, Gary Birdles. Gary Birdles, yeah, that yeah, was the yeah. other one. Anyway, the conversation moves on. We're going past Hampstead Tube Station and Tony Woodcock walks out into the street <laughs> in front of the car. Wow. I said, it's Tony Woodcock. He goes, what's going on? What's going on? Stops the car. He goes, Tony. He goes, we've just been talking about you, mate. Tony Woodcock obviously hasn't got a clue what's going on. He's terrified. Yeah, it's, and it wasn't... The bloke couldn't get it. He was I can't believe that. I cannot... He, to, he pulled in from it. He's like, it hadn't been Tony Woodcock. <laughs> yeah. Some bloke with a... Some old bloke with a perm. Yeah. But it's like, I can't believe it because it was the first. Because that was the first name out of your mush, <laughs> and he just appears. Because I you think... should say Paris Hilton, mate. I want to see her, Nick. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you're in the Soho, Soho Theatre. Theater. We should say that. Yes, yeah. I should plug that. Um, yeah. uh, from Monday for six nights okay. at the Soho Theatre from Monday the twentieth, with a show packed full of impressions and topical comedy about this mess yeah. we're in. Including uh, your Trump impression and the and the American stuff. Oh man, I always have to leave that to the end. Yeah, because if I open with it, I've got nowhere to go after that. Mm. I don't have to. It, um... Why does he keep having rallies? I mean, you have rallies when you're looking. <laughs> I mean, now he, he can legitimately have rallies. He's looking to get re-elected, but <laughs> he's, doing uh, he's been doing years. that all the way through. Why is he having rallies? It makes him feel good. Yeah, and that's that's where his power lies. Yeah. Is in these in his kind It'd of. Would be great if you felt a bit low as a person. You could just get a room full of people that like you, like two, three hundred people that like you, and then they just applaud and you said you were great it probably would be good for your, your, your well-being wouldn't it I would imagine well yeah and uh, on that note do buy tickets to the Soho Theatre <laughs> yeah. next week uh, <laughs> so I, I can empathise with the man yeah. but he is he's a gift and him and Boris now are going to be this is the relationship yeah, that's going to yeah. define the world and obviously Boris Johnson may have at least 10 years in Downing Street mm. Trump probably gets re-elected and they're going to be all over each other and Trump the other week uh, uh, rallying is he is a great leader by the way a very good man and he you know what they call Boris Johnson? They call him Britain Trump. That's what they call him. Now, we do call him Britain's Trump, but it's not a compliment. No. That's not. <laughs> so you I know think, what they call him I over think there? We, we turn it into a plural, don't we? I mean, they say Britain. Why is Britain Trump? Trip, it Britain sounds like Trump. someone reads the news on CNN, doesn't it? A nonsense name. Well, they might as well have got up and gone, you know what they call him over there? They call him a total idiot. Yeah. Which is a great British compliment, by the way. I was called that by anyway, the Queen. Now, we did mention, have you ever oh. thought it was uh, you being pointed at? Dan, the Saints fan, said we had three days of inflated ego and fairy tale stories at a festival but after a mate of mine was sure Pixie Lot winked at him during her set. <laughs> oh, come see? on. Clearly not. It clearly didn't. Come on, we've got to move on, Paul. We have. I do apologise. Lovely to see you, Matt. Pleasure. Thank you both. Um, are, you, are you touring with the show? Because uh, I know you were in Manchester last night. So the, the tour continues after this. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crew, Glasgow, Edinburgh, Aberdeen, all sorts of places. You can get tickets on the website, mattford.com slash live. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Right, I like this uh, fact of the day from the yeah. Daily Star. It's a cricket one. I don't know who did this, but who found this, but it is amazing. Really. Mm. Ex-England batsman Alex Stewart was born on the 8th of the 4th, 63, and ended his test career with a net of 8.463 runs. Really? So only Alex Stewart would have known sounds that, like, surely. That sounds like an, an Andy Zaltzman start. That, that's, that's, that's incredible. It could be, yeah. It's a good yeah, one, though. Yeah. yeah. Wow, what about that? And uh, I don't know if you read about Victoria Beckham's uh, loaf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would have read Victoria Beckham's loaf. <laughs> it was a story in the yeah. Sun. I do like these stories in the Sun. It's uh, it was basically about this. Uh, she switched to a new 
type of loaf. Here it is. She's boasted, I don't know, she well, probably didn't boast, actually, to be fair, of paying £5.95 for a loaf of bread, six times the standard price. She switched to Ezekiel Bread. And didn't he play for Atletico? Uh, made <laughs> of organic sprouted whole grains yeah. and legumes. It's going to be low in calories, contains no added Blimey. sugar, high in protein and fibre. Maybe a bit windy, isn't it, that? <laughs> Probably, yeah. It's not going to be great in the Beckham household. This <laughs> is on that. Blimey. You see, Holly Willoughby's going to have a show during the Olympics. Doesn't that sound terrible? It's called the Real 2020 Games. It's basically a celebrity Olympics. And I'm just thinking, the GC <laughs> doing the 3,000 metre hurdles, <laughs> that will be quite that entertaining. That will be good, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Mm. And uh, not only is Magnus Carlsen quite good at uh, fantasy football, and well, chess, obviously. Yeah, he's also pretty decent at chess. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's he's set a new record for winning 111 games in a row. Wow. Well, that's, that's pretty good, isn't it? That's incredible. Uh, we asked you earlier on, if, we were talking to Matt uh, Ford about this, mm. that that thing where sometimes you think someone famous might be looking at you, whether it's in a crowd that or in Trump some sort of environment. Pointing. The Trump thing where he points... And like an old nightclub singer, and they look, oh, they singled me out there. But he, said, he doesn't know who you are from bar of soap. Mm. But sometimes you think the slab has, uh, has singled you out. And uh, we've had a few examples of that. Spike, the Hereford fan from Amersham, said, saw Thin Lizzie at the De Montfort Hall, Leicester, 1982. Spotlight shone onto Phil Lynott's guitar, and he reflected it back on me on purpose in the crowd for several seconds. Long enough for people to stare at me. I felt like a king. Well, to be honest, same thing happened to me, Spike, because uh, he had this mirrored scratch plate. So basically right. the light would shine on it, and it would be, it was like a laser. So it, it, you always felt like it was shining in your... You just imagined it, Spike. Never happened. <laughs> we all felt that was happening to us. That's why he had it. What a legend he was. Uh, also, Charlene Spiteri, says Jamie, pointed me out and told me to cheer up at a Texas concert at Wembley. To be honest, my wife had dragged me there. Mm. So uh, th- that sounds like that was a real one. And um, went to Highbury, last game of the 80-81 season. Villa lost 2-0, two, uh, but won the league. Pelé was present and definitely waved directly at me and my mate Daryl <laughs> down in the junior gunners <laughs> like section. It. I've never forgotten it, he says. <laughs> We definitely did. You you cling on yeah. to that, Daryl. Yes, yeah. The city party story was a good one today. What did you make of that? The what? Sorry. The, the party and the story that in the sun basically the city players celebrated after the match. Oh yeah, no, there was something I wanted to do. Some just of the point names, some out of the there. <laughs> well, they basically they, they suggested that a number mm. of uh, Italian supermodels had been invited to a party mm. that the city players. Had. We know no more than that. But the the the, the standout from it was uh, this. Uh, apparently, they sent out lots of clips of themselves in this yeah. swanky hotel up in Manchester, and it says. In one clip, uh, one of the models wears a red bikini in a hotel room following a spa session. She then hugs her pal before tucking in, which people only do in tabloid newspapers. <laughs> in no no other outlet do people tuck into anything, but before tucking into plates of pizza and pasta. And then the whole thing seemed one about of the food. Others, yeah. One <laughs> of the others is called Isa, and yeah. I don't know how she saves her money, but she posted a clip of the group enjoying fish chips and mushy peas, and then there was other clips of them having a full English. I think the modelling work could be drying up if they're not careful, really. Anyway. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Cheltenham versus Warsaw the other day. Um, there was a goal by the Hull Loney, Max Sheath. Max Sheaf, S-H-E-A-F, Sheaf, known as we in the dressing room. <laughs> the producer. What, what's wrong? You're testing him today, aren't you? Yeah. From the start of the show no. till now. Max Sheaf. I was going to call him we in the dressing room. <laughs> we. Oh, yeah. We yeah. Chief, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like the pub. But that's a good name, isn't it? It's not, it's not a name you hear every day. He plays in midfield. Sheaf, S-H-E-A-F, Sheaf. It's not a name you hear every day, is <laughs> it's it? It's not no, a name you no. do well, hear every Max, day. Congratulations. <laughs> That I name you probably normally would have mentioned. I wouldn't mind being the boss of Scottish rugby. Oh, wouldn't you? No. Well, go on, but why don't you apply them? <laughs> I think Are they I looking would... for a new one? No, because <clears> the old one's so Come on, OK, tell us. So I, okay. happy. No, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the head of Scottish rugby. Well, I can't be. That's the job you're going for. But yeah. I'm the person that, that appoints chief the Chief executive. Head, the chief... OK, so what... I'm the chief executive. Oh, OK, so what, what gives you, the, what gives you the, the feeling you could do the job? Well, I understand that the previous man in the job, mm. uh, Mark Dodson, received £933,000 no, That's not year. enough. It's not enough. To say, and I think I'm worth more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what would you do? What do you think is the future of Scottish? Where do you see Scottish rugby in five years? Um, pretty much where it is now. <laughs> yeah. Well, when can you start? <laughs> I think they'd be looking for some kind of improvement. The odd. I don't the think if you go in for, if you go in for a job interview to improve a team's sporting prowess, you don't say, "I see us pretty much flatlining." Really, <laughs> I don't see a massive amount well, of uplift in the next five years. During the That's interview. not what I'm aiming for. I'm just aiming for where we are normally, about sort of fourth in the Six Nations. That, that's my plan. Anyway, that's probably what's I don't want us to get ideas above our station. You're never going to get the job, Andy. That nine hundred grand. Is, is not coming Apparently your way more. It's, I think it's even more than uh, the, the yeah. RFU and all sorts Equally of misguided has been Charlie the Cabbie, who's been getting in touch with us to tell us mm. every day in our and find Swinton insurance competition where we've given away £1,000 every day. Mm. Charlie's getting the questions right every day. Oh, yeah. And then, and, and then sends a message saying... I've just missed out on another grand because he knew the answers. I'm sure most of the people out there did. He's in a bad mood now because oh, no. he felt that he could have won the money, but he never entered the competition. Well, enter, enter the competition. You've got to enter the competition, Absolutely. Charlie. Yeah, sure. That's, uh, don't get upset about it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We're back uh, tomorrow from one. Looking back on Manchester United versus... Can't be any worse than the last game, can it? <laughs> it's going to be a dog with it's on the beat. It's, it's like... Primetime telly tonight, is it? No, it's not? BT. Oh, 
okay, fair enough. And uh, other stuff besides. So thanks ever so much for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.